Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the moon to his son, Michael Howard. Well, Michael, I don't mind when you get in front of me. I don't, mm. Wait, nope, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but only for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. And then well, I slide right on past. Just let me look at that ass real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and Michael, blind everyone around us. Yeah. Well, only people who are dumb enough to look directly at you and I floating through the sky in tandem. Who would do such a stupid thing? Uh, kindergartners and mm. our president. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But it's totally cool. It's the most courageous and impressive thing that Tucker Carlson's ever seen and a president do. So, so what was really he's got funny, that going for him. What was really funny to me about all of that, what, like including him looking at it, but then also like especially Carl Tuck, like Tucker Carlson's response <laughs> Uh-huh. Was that someone like earlier in the day had like photoshopped like because I, I guess last week Tucker did some sort of like four points breakdown of like why Trump did something good. So they they did a like a photoshop of why it was good that Trump looked at the sun. Got like all of his other senses would become stronger and he'd become a superhero and like blah, blah, blah. And then he actually did it. And then Tucker Carlson actually defended it. <laughs> It's like the internet called that shot from like three miles away and just like dunked it from orbit. Yeah, I mean, it's like we've talked about this a lot of times, but it's he's unsatirable. Yeah, like he just he is a satire. He is a meme of himself. So it's like, like, what do you do? Like last week that like the onion just ran a headline that was like literally verbatim a Trump thing, like what he did. (laughs) I'm just like, all right, man, he's ruined it. I think like. I don't remember when it was, but The Onion ran an article a, a while back um, when this whole cuck thing started where they're like calling the Pope a cuck. Yeah. And just recently, apparently there was something on Reddit or something where they were <laughs> they started calling the Pope a cuck because he wanted he said that migrants should have rights and that Trump was wrong about his, <laughs> his migrant bans and all that stuff. I- <laughs> I gotta be honest, like, when, like, the All Right, like, kind of first started getting some exposure and, like, the word cuck started floating around, like, I kind of, like, right around the election time, I just kind of saw, like, the, anyone who actually used the word cuck, like, emphatically, mm-hmm. I thought, like, it was like, okay, that's indicative of just a person, like, I clearly don't want to be around, like, because yep. if they, if they say cuck, they probably say every other slur in the world, mm-hmm. but now it's just, like, the funniest fucking thing, <laughs> like, anytime, like, because especially like all these guys do is like they call people cucks and then like cry about their own like even Cantwell like Stephen or uh, Chris Cantwell the guy who was uh, on uh, that Vice show after after uh, Charlottesville like mm-hmm. saying that he was going to kill people and then like the Charlottesville police put out a warrant for his arrest mm-hmm. and he posted a video of him just crying because he's like the police are going to kill me and I was like. <laughs> Just like these like fucking weak ass little dudes like just like walking around like trying to be macho and just like fuck you guys. So I don't know. The word cuck is just hilarious to me now, even though like it shouldn't be. Well, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of tweets calling calling the Pope a Marxist and like <laughs> this one says, fuck this cuck. I want a real Pope, not a cultural Marxist like this scumbag. <laughs> like this guy is actually calling the Pope who... By all accounts, is one of the most caring and kind-hearted popes that the Catholic Church has had in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's calling him a scumbag. Yeah. And told him to fuck himself, basically. For <laughs> thinking that we should take care of people who are have been expelled from their homes and 
have left a war-torn country. Yes. Yeah, who, who you know, might die if they didn't get out of the country. Man, what a real piece of shit. <laughs> what? What an asshole. God, yeah. Like, look, I'm not, I'm not one to stand up for the Pope. You know me. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I, I mean, come on. He's better than 21,000 pounds, pounds of bad goy, which is what this guy's name is. <laughs> That's a lot of pounds of, of bad boy. <laughs> I wonder how he got to that specific number. He ate a lot of Cheetos, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you been doing in uh, the post-eclipse world? Any 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 fun stories? Um, no. Okay. No, you know, I, I tried to read the stories, but I can only see them out of my peripheral because I'm blind now. Oh, you stare directly at the sun, huh? They're stare directly at it. Yeah, I saw actually, mm. I saw Trump do it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's cool." Let me get a, let me get a piece of that action. <laughs> um, well, you know what I did? actually no, I do have. I would say yeah. So no, I do have one thing that I wanted to to talk about a little bit. So I, I found this this article on Gizmodo a while back, but it seems very apropos now. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked uh, several astronomers, "What would happen if we blew up the moon?" Yeah, what would happen? What would happen? I'm, I'm tired of it blocking out the sun for like three minutes. Exactly. It got so cold and dark in the middle of the day. Like, what is up, moon? Yeah. Who do you think you are? What if we yeah. just blew you up, idiot? <laughs> just get rid of you. Um. Well, it turns out it would be very bad. Hmm. Are, hmm. You, sh- are you sure? Um. You know, it's hard to trust science these days. Mm-hmm. But these people seem to think so. But the very first person, you know, you ask a question like, what would happen if we blew up the moon? And if you ask if you ask a science person that they're going to first think, well, how would I blow up the moon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this person says there's three three possibilities. Nuclear. Just nuke the moon. Yeah. Good. Get rid of it. But the problem is you would need the TNT energy equivalent of. 2.86 2.86 times 10 to the 13th megatons of TNT. Okay, so that's like a, a couple tons. So you would need 572. That's about 21,000 pounds of bad boy. <laughs> throw, throw him at the moon from a need, distance. You would need 572 billion 50 megaton bombs, which is the largest bomb produced during the uh, Cold War. Okay. So, or, or a laser. Yeah. Um, which is uh, the amount of energy that six minutes of sunlight produces, which is three times 10 to the 13th megatons. Okay. Well, here's what I'm saying. How about we just put a big honking mirror behind mm-hmm. the moon? Yep. Wait for the next eclipse. Mm. Take care of that problem right there. Fuck yeah. that moon. Be like, moon, if you don't want to be blown up, don't go in front of the sun. We would have to time it pretty well, because if it blew up the moon a little too early, then that mirror is going to cause some problems for <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> I'm beginning to see one flaw in the plan. The moon, the the mirror would have to self-destruct as soon as the moon was gone. Well, how, how do you blow up a mirror that big? Shit, how many nukes are we going to need for that? Oh, fuck. Starting to see some flaws here. Okay, okay. So what about number three? Um... If we create a 16.45 magnitude earthquake on the moon. A 16.4. 16.4. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't like one of the like the strongest earthquakes on Earth like a 9.7 or mm-hmm. 8? Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it's a uh, it's a logarithmic scale, so yeah. every one increase is actually an increase of 10x. Yeah. And I didn't know that the moon had like plates and a, a, a 
a non-solid core to you know make earthquakes or moonquakes. I no, suppose. I mean I think you would have you would have to have something that shakes it really good. Okay, just just shakes the shit out of that. Just moon. a big old honking bear out there in space just grabs so, it and just goes to town on it. Space yeah, what, bear. I'm, what I'm starting to hear is that it might be a little bit more difficult to blow up the moon than one might think. Which is a shame because I'm tired of it being yeah. up there all the time looking down at me like a big jerk. <laughs> Hate that. I hate that grumpy old moon. Well, Michael, that reminds me of something that happened to me last night. Uh, pretty fun story. Uh, I was watching uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, uh, with my girlfriend, Amanda. And uh, there was a, uh, you know, they were talking about nuclear waste in America and how we have no good place to put it. And he got to a segment about uh, there were plans to launch it into space, but okay. we don't really have the best track record with putting it rockets into space especially in the 70s when this was being discussed um so ultimately it didn't happen but as soon as they mentioned that there were plans to launch it into space but just into space like not like into the sun or just into space in general well into space just to get rid of it you know get it out of orbit you know just have it leave then it might hit a asteroid and then explode into a bunch of nuclear waste and then come raining back down on the earth well here's what Amanda's immediate reaction was, <laughs> okay. he said, launch into space. Mm-hmm. And yep. she just gasped in horror <laughs> and then said, what if they hit the sun? To which I said, what if they hit the sun? What do you think would happen if like a couple tons of nuclear waste hit the sun? She's like, I don't know. Mercury might blow up. Huh. Hmm. It was all hmm. a split second, just sheer panic sort of thing. Like, yeah, okay, I well, get it. Um, but the sun is a nuclear. It is reactor. nuclear. Yes, it already is a nuclear reactor, and this is spent nuclear waste. Yeah, but she was pretty concerned that we might make the sun angry, which might make Mercury yeah. go away. Might make yeah, Mercury the, just disappear. The sun is like so much larger than the Earth that even if we launched. An Earth-sized piece of radioactive waste at it, it would just consume it, and it might let off a small solar flare like a burp. It might fart, yeah, just yeah, like, but Oop. it would not. It would not change anything. No, about sun, the sun. Sun don't care. No, mean old sun. No, it's gonna be there until why, it consumes Michael, us all. Why can't we blow up the sun? <laughs> I, I mean, if it takes five hundred seventy-two million uh, nuclear bombs, I mean. There's no chance we can blow. I mean, the sun is already blowing up. How can you blow something up that's already blowing up? It's got to blow it up harder, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, I, I'll but, tell so, you. you know, I take I take umbrage to the fact that there's no place to put radioactive waste because there are lots of places to put radioactive waste. Yeah. Like there are lots of places where people just don't live. Mm-hmm. But we can't. Harry Reid won't let us do that. The bad man won't let us do it. <laughs> But, like, just pick an island in the middle of nowhere that, like, no one lives on and just put it there. So you want to put the nuclear waste in a place surrounded by water, which flows around the whole planet? But they, yeah, why not? Hey, Mike, well, Michael, let me change tracks. You want you want to know how you can blow up the, the fucking sun? Hmm. Well, first you got to shoot through the glass sky. And mm. then you got to shoot through the glass that encases the sun. Yes, that's true. You know that's how true. I know this? The sun this? is very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also inside of the world. Did you know that? Because <laughs> here's what I did after the eclipse. I went home and thought, what are my flat earth buds up to? What are they thinking about? They're like, you know what? They probably can't explain this one. 
Turns out they can. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They think Flat Earth has got a concave lens yep. uh, of the firmament over, and there's a sun-like object outside the firmament. Uh, I love that so, they call it a sun-like object. Sun, it, well, sun object. Yeah, sun um, object, yeah. So it it shows the sun just moving in a flat line over <laughs> the flat Earth. Um, so I googled concave lens flat Earth. What I discovered was a gentleman who calls himself Lord Stephen Christ, uh, <laughs> the Messiah, the reborn Jesus Christ, uh, who is the <laughs> leading, leading advocate of the concave Earth theory. Otherwise oh, concave known as- Earth. The cell earth theory. Uh, it's kind of a, a sweet, tasty mix between flat earth and hollow earth. But instead of there being a secret paradise inside the earth and we live on the outside, there's actually, we live inside of a geodesic dome with the, the earth flat wrapped around the inside of it. A hundred kilometers above us is a glass sky. And then maybe another thousand miles past that is another glass dome. Uh, in which the entire universe lives. And inside of that is a pyramid where heaven is. And there's a light that shines out, which is the sun. <laughs> and light bends through the glass sky and gives Ooh. us daytime. Are you sold? Well, I did. I I'm did saying we could across, break the glass sky. I did I come across it. a couple of videos, though, of that purported to show rockets and airplanes that just ran into the dome and mm-hmm. exploded. Yeah, so man. it seems like they've tried to break the glass ceiling, um, so to speak, like many a women have yeah. in the past, and it, it just seems like it's tough to do. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like we need to talk a little bit more about Mr. Or sorry, Lord Stephen Christ. Yes, Mr. Um, Lord Stephen Yeah. Christ. Um, yes. So he once uh, wrote to the Pope, uh, saying that he was, according to the Malachi papal prophecies, uh, the return re- uh, return of Christ, bringing back the kingdom of God. And uh, he's returned in a new body with a new name, uh, Stephen. You know, mm. Stephen. Okay, yeah. Um, that's, that's what I would call him. Steve. Old Steve Christ. And uh, I expect a quick response from you, confirming your obedience to me, the Lord Stephen Christ. Um, which, I mean, pretty uh, pretty compelling stuff. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Um but I did a little more research on this guy, who, by the way, his videos, he is like, first of all, he's a Bears fan. So you have that to atone mm. for. Um, he's got like the best a- ASMR voice of all time. Very <laughs> soothing. Like I I could listen to this guy talk about the, the concave earth for hours. I wouldn't understand a word because it's all gibberish. But his real name is Stephen Joseph Christopher. And um, in 2009, he was arrested for threatening to kill Barack Obama. <laughs> Um, isn't that in direct contradiction to the teachings of, of previous Christ? Oh, he had not yet become, he had not yet come back as Christ at this uh, point. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's more of a, a recent realization on, on Lord Stephen's part. Mm, yeah, um, okay. but, uh, he had to, he had to kill Barack Obama as a sacrificial lamb, uh, to, you know, break down the Illuminati. But here's a quote from his post, um... So I'm stuck here in Mississippi, and I'll need bus fare or some way of getting to Washington. I don't own a gun, so maybe someone can give me one? And I'll need a leak in the Secret Service to get a close-up shot, somewhere close to the podium, since I've never fired a gun. So I need to get an easy shot off. What do you say, fellas? Any help? So wait, he tried to he tried to enlist the help of random internet people to assassinate the president. Yeah. On and like then, an open channel, not even like on the dark 
Christ Web or something. Nope, just on his own uh, his own website called alien-earth.org. Um, called I need to assassinate Barack Obama.com. Yeah, and then uh, as like a PS to it, uh, it goes, to those who still think I'm a nobody, who antagonize me, who seek for my capture and arrest, dot, 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 dot. I will have you found, arrested, and executed if you push me too far. <laughs> That's a pretty... And then he realized that he was the second coming of Christ. Then and, he realized. And he then and he started to spread the good gospel of the concave earth theory. Mm. Um, so that's what I did with my Monday night. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that your brain didn't turn to mush and just leak out of your ears. It didn't feel good. It still doesn't. Just talking about it made me dumber again. Yeah, I mean, this... Look, I, so... I was looking on the flat earth thing as well before the eclipse to see what they were saying about it. And there were so many posts about people being like, why can't we stare at the sun? What are they trying to hide from us? And then people being like, I stare at the sun all the time and I'm fine. <laughs> They're <laughs> trying to hide. I do there's it a, all the time. There's a there's a portal that opens up when the moon crosses the sun or sorry, not the moon, the dark disc called Rihu or Rahu or Kiho or whatever the hell they call it um, that passes in front of the sun and then a portal opens and then you can see everything pertaining to the flat earth. Well, man, this is okay. You know what? Fuck it. This is just a conspiracy theory episode <laughs> because there's so many good things here. Um, so I, I one of the narratives around uh, I think it was flat earth, but also like Infowars was like during the eclipse, you kind of had to look at the sun because uh, I think last month or two months ago, uh, Alex Jones claimed that NASA had kidnapped a bunch of uh, kids and sent them on a child slave mission to uh, to Mars, and that there was a colony of kidnapped children just like colonizing Mars for NASA, and that if you looked at it during the eclipse, you'd be able to see them. How would you be able to see them? I don't know, man. I'm not out. I, I don't know what Alex Jones's head is doing. But like, can you imagine if you like? I would love to be like a PR person at NASA for like the most part because it's probably it's got to be pretty cool. But like, if you had to actually like, if it was your job, just be like, we didn't send child slaves. So we don't have a, we tomorrow. don't have a slave ring colonizing unless you count like Mars. rovers as slaves. Like, which I mean, if AI is gets good enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have some people who are protesting sending intelligent AI to Mars, right? Yeah, probably. But I mean, I don't know. Or probably protesting because they're scared it'll take over when we get there. Be like, nah, sorry. Go back to the <laughs> stupid Earth and it's dumb moon. We've got two cool ones. We, we can <laughs> blow true. up our moons anytime we fucking want because they're little and dumb. That's true. If you sent if you sent smart AI to Mars to colonize it before we got there and then they were just like, nah... You can't, you can't come here. This is ours now. Yeah, you, you fucked up back there. Thanks, thanks for like getting us here because that was cool. But no, no, dog. This I guess this we'll ours. keep these kids since they're here already, and they're not kids <laughs> anymore because they've been here for thirty years. But um, they're cool. They're fine. They're insane. They're mad, heavily, crazily insane. But <laughs> we, we, we like them. <laughs> Fuck, like. Has the world always been this insane and we just didn't know it because the internet wasn't as ubiquitous or or is this like has the internet created these people? No, I mean I, I no because I've known my uncle my whole life in before the internet started and that man's always been insane. He like even before the internet he found some way to find out about chemtrails and lizard people. Like he, 
Like, we talked about lizard people in, I don't know, one of the early episodes of this show. Like, seven of the earlier episodes. A couple. (laughs) Um, But, like, he was telling me about those bad boys, like, 1994. He was on Prodigy looking cranking away at those things. So, (laughs) I think the first people on the internet were the weirdos, just like. Guess what? He had to he had to wait for like ten minutes for a lizard person picture to download. It's probably just on Usenet, just chatting. Like, hey, what you know about uh lizard people running the world? Well, let me tell you, my dude. I know <laughs> a thing or two. Alright. So the thing that I liked about the concave earth thing, like liked about it, like <laughs> was that it like it was kind of clever enough to explain away the universe. It was like, yeah, it's just it's all contained inside the ball. We're just wrapped around it. So like the pla- like the solar system still like the planets still orbit within the like the glass dome like inside the glass sky they still function around it. and then like in the universe which is contained in the concave earth everything's still going on in there and then heaven's inside of that somewhere um so like they're like yeah it's all just happening in reverse <laughs> so like it's like so he's he's always yelling about like the flat earth people. He's like, well, you can't explain how stars are moving. I can. I got it all figured out. It's like, you know who else has, has it pretty figured out? Like science. Every, everyone else. Every, everyone's got it pretty good. <laughs> like the the astronauts who've been out there mm-hmm. and like the probes we've sent out. There was actually a really cool shot of. Um, so they were showing the eclipse or it was and it was like just starting, I think, in Oregon. Um, and so they were focused on the sun and they had some kind of filter on there and you could see the international space station. Yeah. Like fly across the sun. That was cool as shit. It's a pretty sweet photo bomb. Yeah. Nice work. And it's like, and it it gives you a perspective of how fast that thing is flying. Yeah. Cause it flew across the entire sun in like, you know, seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So speaking of heaven. I have, and speaking of AI, I guess, as well, um, I have an interesting story that kind of puts those two together. So, you know, I I think it was last week. Oh, boy. (laughs) So either last week or two weeks ago, I I don't know anymore. We talked about um, how people were kind of horning in on the the Catholic Church um, not wanting to do exorcisms anymore. Sure. Yeah. Right. So they were they were kind of taking up that. Well, um. This company um, that makes robots called SoftBank Robotics, they have a humanoid robot called Pepper. Okay. Well, they realized there was a a gap in the marketplace for people who really would like to have the Buddhist Buddhist rites um, performed at funerals. But it's very expensive to hire an actual Buddhist monk. Sure, because they're too busy being DJs. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So you got to pay them a lot of extra, you know, if they're going to get them after hours. Mm-hmm. So they, um, this adver- this robot has advertised the first robot cable of reading human emotions. And so they've used it in banks, sushi shops, nursing homes, etc. Well, they recently decided to come up with another job for it as a Buddhist priest for clients looking to cut down on funeral costs. Okay. So, um... They launched a new <laughs> campaign targeting budget-conscious budget customers um, that don't mind having a robot chanting the mantras and reciting sutras instead of a human priest. And it's significantly cheaper than having a real priest. It's only 460 bucks. Why does it cost fucking anything? <laughs> well, because, you know, I mean, the robot has to have, like, maintenance and stuff. You know, but he wears, he wears, you know, 
traditional Buddhist priest garb, and he's got this <laughs> robot. He's got like a little iPad on the front of him that I assume you can pick um, the person's name. Be like, hey, read out this name or whatever. Which is, I mean, to be honest, that's what a lot of priests do. They just fill in the name on their on their sheet. <laughs> okay. By the way, this seems. I don't know much about the Buddhist faith. We talked about this the last time uh, we were talking about uh, the Techno Buddha. This seems like a mockery of so many things. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of this little guy also, dressed up. I don't buy for a fucking second that this thing can read human emotion. Because anytime, like, those facial recognition things, like, try to read me, we've talked about this, they think I'm, like, 55 years old. Like, like You're a very they, angry 55-year-old man. They could never guess my KFC order. Um... Man, I just don't think... I just read a quote about this guy. Uh, Pepper can bend its body, but it can't bow. Because bowing is an expression of respect, and Pepper can either express itself or feel respect. (laughs) (laughs) So they won't Uh, let it bow, because that's a mockery of emotion. So, um, the other interesting part of this story is that it says, Buddhist robots will be making an appearance at next week's International Funeral and Cemetery Show in Tokyo. Where hundreds of funeral-related businesses gather each year to display their product and services. Jesus. There is an international funeral and cemetery show. Can you imagine going to this show, Michael Cushing? Yeah, over here we got the Casket Blaster 5000. It's got Bluetooth <laughs> and Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, just in case you want to go visit Meemaw, but you, you know, got to play Angry Birds. We got you covered. This one's uh, got a digital bell to, that you can ring in case we accidentally bury you alive. Instead, it's traditional analog bell where you have to pull the string. But... Ah, no router nearby, so you are stuck down there. Ooh, shit. But we put a tablet in there so you can play Angry Birds. Yeah, yeah it's you extra got... if you want the 4G wireless package. Yeah, you got those birds, though. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Why wouldn't they just play, like, hey, can't can't afford priests, can't afford robot, uh, grab your Zune, download the mantras and the sutras, and just play that on repeat? Well, because it, it doesn't it doesn't look like a little like a little dude. Why would you want dude. a dude with anime eyeballs rolling around just beep booping at you? And, <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, oh, I detect sadness. Are you sad, human? Let me sing you a song. Get the fuck out of here, Pepper. No one likes you. I detect happiness. Why are you happier? <laughs> Why are you I'm not, happy you that your dumb, relative is dead? You dumb robot, get out of here. I did find an article that uh, about Pepper saying that um, Pepper can be easily hacked to spy on and attack owners. Oh, okay. So now we're talking about a rogue robot. Yeah. You, you know, you know, cross cross town rival. Yeah, a rogue. Cross town rival family. You know, their their patriarch dies. You hack their fucking funeral robot and just have it go ham on people at the fucking funeral. How bad would that be? You know, there is one comment on this story by Michael Ishida, and he asks, which is a very poignant question, I think. Can these Buddhist robots achieve some sort of electronic nirvana? I don't know. Are they programmed to? Mm. Do do they dream? Buddhist robots dream of electric <laughs> <Yeah>. sheep? <laughs> I just, look, I... I just, so I'm looking at this thing, and so apparently he's already, Pepper is being sold to all sorts of companies to improve sales, 
uh, including like retail stores and pizza huts and on cruise ships to help with like directions. And I have to fucking tell you, mostly this seems like a fucking Alexa on wheels just driving around and asking questions. Um, I just feel like if, if I can ask the same robot to bring me a pizza or bring me some extra breadsticks at a pizza hut, I shouldn't have it also be like able to lay my grandma to rest. <laughs> like those are two. I mean, maybe it's just a different robot. Give me one. Like, don't just put like a, a cool little hat on it and a little robe. Give it like a new face, something. I need a different robot, but. I mean, maybe you're having, maybe if you have the funeral at a pizza hut, you kill two birds with one stone. You get that delicious pizza hut buffet spread it's during the wake. It's what Grandpa always wanted. <laughs> he loved that damn stuffed crust. We went to uh, we went to Olive Garden not too long ago when I went to see um, why I went to see Jimmy Eat World and oh, that's uh, why Incubus. That, that's so why. yeah, it's I mean it's out in the middle of it's in some out of the way town, and we were like, there's literally nothing to eat besides like places like Olive Garden. So we went there because I wanted to eat like eight breadsticks, and I did, mm-hmm. but. We um we went to order one of the appetizers that they that they had on their little specials menu and we tried to order from the waitress and she was like, Oh no, you need to order from from that thing and it was like a little iPad that was on the table that you could like order from or like play games and you could like reorder drinks from there and stuff like that and it was like But you're a human being. Right, like I get that I can order from there, but like can't I order from you? Like no I as a as a complete introvert type person who doesn't want to talk to people I don't know, like I will order everything from this iPad if you yeah. give me that opportunity. So the I would order drinks and stuff from there. Like if I needed a refill, I would tap that. Or if I wanted like a cocktail, like I, I think I would use that. But like I don't know, man. Like a lot of so much of the technology is designed to like specifically. Obviously, we talked about this before. Like to take humans out of the equation, but mm-hmm. also out of like human interactions, which. As much as I'm an introvert, I also, like, really value, like, being able to interact with people, especially in those situations. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'd want to just, like, go to a restaurant and only, like, converse with an iPad and then just have, like, a surly human being drop, like, the wrong plate of food on there. It's like, okay, well, I guess. What if it was, what if Pepper came and brought you your food? You don't have to deal with a surly human being at any point. Well then, okay. So Pepper brings me the wrong meal, and he's just yeah. walking around with his big dumb eyes and a and, a, <laughs> and another touchscreen on his chest, and and I I get you know, like you know tofu instead of the steak I ordered, and then I'm like, oh excuse me, Pepper, um, I I, I ordered a steak, and he's like, hello, are human. you sad? I detect frustration. Would you like more tofu? <laughs> it's like no, you idiot robot. And then you got to deal with a human being anyway, because the robot is too dumb to do what it, you want it to do. Like, I yeah, just but would... it turns out that his manager is actually just a larger pepper. <laughs> a larger pepper with the same <laughs> software. <laughs> I detect a problem. <laughs> you seem frustrated. So I imagine that I've never been to a restaurant with your dad, but I imagine that your dad is similar to my dad, where he just like makes the worst jokes to waitresses and, and waiters at a restaurant and like, always tries to be funny and like just make stupid conversation Uh, no he sometimes he'll do that depending on where we're at but like actually going to a restaurant with my dad is like one of the most embarrassing things in the world because (laughs) first of all he's pretty hard of hearing uh 
And so like in loud restaurants, he just can't hear anyone talking to him. So like he just doesn't. And he's also pretty blind. Um, so he has to like <laughs> squint at the at the menu with like one eye, like trying to like find where he's looking at. And then he can't hear anything. Um, so then he'll like order. And then like if anyone asks, if like, the waiter asks him a question, he can't answer it. So he just like doesn't respond, like just kind of looks away. Um, and then so he, he would, it would work for a robot then for him. My, yeah, my dad would probably like a robot. And also, if it was a robot, he wouldn't feel bad <laughs> tipping it know. 10% like he normally does. <laughs> he also wouldn't know. He would just think it was a small albino child. Yeah. Because oh. he can't see it anyways. Yeah. Oh, hello, good sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would, would say... Would you say it, your name was Pippa? Pippa? P- Pippa right. Lo- Longstockings? Okay. You don't look like a, lo- like a ginger, but all right. Um, I will say if if I had to order from an iPad or a robot, I would be less embarrassed by my father like tipping 10% on the meal because <laughs> normally my brother and I have to like leave cash on the table behind my dad. <laughs> so my dad's the type of person who just like has to talk to people and like makes terrible jokes and just I've like... Met, I've met your father. Right. Like... <laughs> And so, like, I don't know what would happen if he didn't have that outlet, like, going out to eat and, like, around other people. Mm-hmm. Like, what would he do? Would he try to make a joke at Pepper and then, like, get, get frustrated? Like, I'm sorry. I do not understand what you said. The cadence of your voice suggested a joke. <laughs> but it was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am not programmed for humor. <laughs> but I congratulate you on the attempt. Would you like 19 more breadsticks? <laughs> Well, yeah, I would like a lot more breadsticks. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I can see it being useful um, for us, you know, uh, millennials and pre-millennials. Um, but I feel like older people would, would just lose it on a robot. Yeah. I mean, I will say, yeah. And like Anytime the restaurants do- that old people go to, which is like these chain restaurants like Olive Garden and Chili's and Applebee's, those are the people most likely to use robot servers right. first. And much like my dad uh, and like some other members, older members of my family, like I think millennials and premillennials are also like the least entitled when it comes to like service oriented things like like older generations from a lot of what I see, my parents included, really kind of enjoy getting to yell at a minimum wage server when something goes wrong. Right. Like they they feel entitled to service that they're paying nothing for. Um, (laughs) And. So, like, I think for our generation, like, we'd probably just be fine. Like, all we'd want is, like, a cheap meal and, like, to have it. Um, But, like, if something goes wrong with the meal, which it will, because, it like, that's what happens. uh, Like, especially with software. Like, something's going to go wrong with your dumb robot. Like, I think you're robbing the the baby boomers of the chance to, like, berate a minimum wage server. Like, I don't think they're going to get the same, like, zest out of, like, yelling at a robot. Because to your point... Give, give me your manager. It's just a larger, dumber robot. How do you yell at that? Like, okay, here's your gift card. All right. All right. All right. Well, let me talk to the cook. Oh, well, that's just a, another robot, but he's wearing he's wearing a chef's hat. And his arms are spatulas. That's the only difference. <laughs> Dude, if there was an entirely robot restaurant, I'm going there. Because look, okay, so you say, oh, there's going to be something wrong with the meal because of the software. But how much, how much more likely is it to be a mistake if there is a person? So I'm telling a person, so they have to understand me. Then that person has to put it into a computer 
Then that computer has to print out a thing that has to go to another person who has to make it. Then it has to go to a food runner who has to who has to then run it out to me and hope it's the right table and it's the right person. Like a robot's gonna get that shit right ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. Well, we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before, I think. Like, as good as you make like language recognition and like chatbots, like they don't speak English. They speak binary. You know, like. So you can code like for language recognition in certain words, but like things will go wrong eventually. Like they're like, but I, I see your point. Have but also, you used the voice to text recently? It is fucking good. Yeah, that's true. And especially know. if you're at a restaurant, like you program in the words that are on the menu. And if they say something that's not on the menu, you just be like, stop trying to fucking order shit that ain't on the menu. Okay, well, can we at least program the chefs with like, big personalities so like one one of like the robot like sous chef just like fucks up and overcooks the scallops like robo gordon ramsay can just be like fuck you you donkey because <laughs> i want that i want like hell's robo kitchen yeah because like part of the big part of like you know there's so much passion in cooking uh, those robots are cold and machines like I, I need like some heart in my cooking so at least program an angry chef like who like if you complain, the robot wheels itself out and just, like, throws a cold steak at your head. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> if you're a dick to the robot server, it actually robot spits in your robot burger. <laughs> Robo pubes. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this a piece of nylon? That's my pubes. <laughs> Eat it. Eat the pubes. <laughs> we, have played, we have played robo prank on you. <laughs> stupid human <laughs> oh man Michael what if I were to tell you that the robots were playing a really mean very good prank on us and that you and I were already living in the matrix um I mean I'd be okay with that if there was a chance that I could figure out the rules of the matrix and become like Neo I have bad news for you do you remember the, sorry, I, I should have asked this earlier. Do you remember the documentary, The Matrix? I do, yeah. The three-part documentary. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. the first one is the one that really matters because okay. our our tale's hero comes from there. Do you okay. remember um, uh, Cypher? Yeah, yeah. The, he betrayed he betrayed everyone. Uh, yeah, for um, money for and steak. fame and, yeah, well, he wanted a nice steak. Mm -hmm. um, but so... In the in the documentary uh, remake of The Matrix, the the true to life tale, Cipher is played by Joe Pantoliano. Mm -hmm. In our current reality, would you care to guess who Cipher actually is? He's Pitbull. Is it Pitbull? I was gonna say, is it Pitbull? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I pictured Cipher, I was like, Pitbull. Pitbull yeah. popped into my head. So this comes from a pretty compelling. Uh, conspiracy theory from The Ringer, uh, written by uh, Jason Concepcione, which, damn, that's even that name carries mm. some weight. Um, so we've talked a little bit before how Elon Musk says there's like a one in a billion chance that we're not living in a simulated reality. Yep. Um, I think this is actually definitely proof that we do. So Cipher, of course, agreed to sell out Morpheus in exchange for being reinserted into the matrix to live a a life of wealth and celebrity mm -hmm. says i don't want to remember nothing nothing you understand and i want to be rich someone important 
like an actor. <laughs> Two years after the release of The Matrix, who shows up on the scene? Pitbull. Pitbull in Miami. Mr. Worldwide. Becoming Mr. Worldwide. Completely unknown to worldwide superstar. Hmm. Possible Illuminati member. And his music is so goddamn earworm catchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason here notes that a lot of his lyrics talk about some uh, some pretty Illuminati globalistic bullshit. Um, he like had partying his... under an overpass. Mm-hmm. And drinking Dr. Um, Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm pretty sure Pitbull, Cypher is Pitbull, and we're living in the Matrix. And I got to say, if he can do it, I mean, I know Morpheus is dead and Keanu Reeves is dead. I mean, there's probably room for us to to climb our way out of the Matrix. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I climbed out of the Matrix, if I was if I was woke mm-hmm. out the Matrix and they were like, hey, you're you're woke now. This is your life. And it's like, oh, cool. I live on this spaceship and I get to eat gruel and like. Robots are constantly trying to kill us. Yeah, can you just put me back in the thing where I'm rich and powerful? And that would be great. And I eat real food. Yeah, but we can download Kung Fu into your brain. Mm. Oh, cool. Can I use it right now? No, only when you go back in the thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm going to... Um, what's the point? Hmm. Can you just keep me in the thing? Yeah. Forever. That would be great. Like, it doesn't sound that bad being a battery, you know? I like, if care. I don't... That's the, that's the thing about the Matrix is like... You root for them because you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be held down by the man. Blah, blah. It's like, but if I don't know yeah. it, like, and I and I have a good life in the Matrix. Like, yeah, if, if it's a shitty life in the Matrix, well, yeah, that's let me the whole out. point that your life yeah. in the Matrix is going to be a little shitty because if but it's like, too good, you humans rebel. Mike. Well, no, if, if like it's overall too good. Right. Like if everyone's life is too good, they rebel. Oh, okay, we can't we can't all be pitbull. We can't exactly. all be exactly. But like, I don't need to be pitbull. I just need to be like, uh, like pitbull's like manager who gets like ten percent of pitbull's stuff. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, like no one knows who I am, but I, like I'm still rich, and I get to go to all the places with pitbull and party underneath all those overpasses. Hmm. That dude, man, little Dr. Pepper party, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sorry, I'm reading more of this thing. Uh, basically, the Matrix uh, machines place Cypher into, like, not the real Matrix, just a pocket Matrix just for Cypher. So we're not actually living in the Matrix. We're living in Cypher's Matrix, a.k.a. Pitbull's Matrix. So we all exist just to make Pitbull. Pitbull happy? Yeah, which Pitbull makes me pretty happy. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't mind that. Like, if this is a mutual exchange sort of thing... I can I can live with the, like me only existing, so Cipher slash Pitbull feels pretty good about himself. It makes sense because I don't know if you know this or not, but Rachel loves Pitbull. If we're ever out anywhere and Pitbull comes on, like she gets just just giant smile on her face. How can you not? Like I don't know. Like I I when he first like came out, like, I didn't really I don't know. I I didn't care, but like I I read like a uh, Walmart ran like that. Uh, competition like you know whoever whichever walmart got the most votes like pitbull would go do a live performance at a walmart alaska or something yeah so like reddit obviously like uh before bodie mcboatface was a thing like they all voted for him to go to like nome alaska and he fucking did it and put on like a certified slapper of a show because he's fucking pitbull and i was like all right that guy's fucking cool like whatever 
That's I don't great. even know where the closest Walmart to me is because I haven't been to a Walmart in like 10 years. But like if he came to a Walmart within a, a close drive, I would I'm going to that show. Why not? I'm going to go see Pitbull. Hell yeah. I actually um, my building shares a parking garage with a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the nicest apartment adjacent to a Walmart that's ever existed. Mm. Yeah, but Pitbull's not coming to Atlanta to do a show. It would it would be like, I don't know, T.I. or something. Yeah. I mean, if T.I. comes to Walmart, I'll fucking check that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever. All right, Michael, what else you got for me? We talked about some dumb stuff. I can <laughs> I can make fun of you real quick for something you said a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. You um you told me that you were going to make fun of me. And I, I actually went back and listened to the episode to try and figure out what, what I might have said that was dumb. You and said I- it a couple times. Yeah. And so here's something that I need to get better because like when we're talking on the show, sometimes I'm distracted, especially when we were talking about the GIF tip because like I was discovering (laughs) it for myself. So I was deep in the lore, the GIF tip lore. I was searching through it Mm -hmm. and um, we stumbled across the frequently asked questions section of the GIF tip site Uh and you called it something. Do you remember what you said? You said fact. Yeah. Who says that, you fucking monster? It's an FAQ. Why is it not a fact? Because it's an FAQ, you crazy That's asshole. three syllables, and what I said was one syllable. I, I took an impromptu poll of all of my 20 coworkers, and they all came to the instant collective conclusion that you are a maniac who's too dangerous <laughs> to live. No why one says use, fact. Why would you use three syllables when you can use one? Because fact sounds like a fucking, like... Rooster fish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so I found like two other things that I thought you might make fun of me for. Oh, please. So when I said Captain America and then I said Steve, whatever his name is, because I couldn't remember Rogers, thought you might make fun of me for that. And then I also then said that we would surprise everyone with Amanda and it would be like Pavlov. But what I actually meant was the other behavioral psychologist, which was B.F. Skinner. Oh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've you've grossly overestimated my <laughs> my knowledge of behavioral psychologists. Cuz BF Skinner is the one who did the thing with the pigeons where sometimes he re- he rewarded them on regular intervals and sometimes it was irregular intervals and mm-hmm. on the irregular intervals was much more uh effective. Sure. No, I get yeah. that. But you said fact like a total maniac. No, fact is I'm I'm st- I am 100% standing by fact as a acceptable term for a frequently asked question section i i don't think anyone says that how would you pronounce the word faq faq i would just say faq why would you say faq why i should have looked this up uh to see like difference between it because like i've only ever heard it pronounced letters um just because it's not ambiguous at all um but apparently, well, so apparently the pronunciation of FAQ is, according to Google Trends, mostly by the articles associated with it, is like constant since like the mid 90s. Um, then AFAQ or FAQ, I guess, got very popular in the mid 90s and then like has started to taper off. Um, but I've never heard of that. And I work in, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I work in the web and like, I don't know. Everyone literally thought you were a dangerous maniac who should, <laughs> should be in prison. I guess okay, we'll have but to it's take similar a- to saying like if I if if I'm saying like oh it's I lolled out loud like I wouldn't say oh I lol'd because that's fucking too long to say. Well, if you say lol'd or lolled out loud, either way, 
you should be sent to a Mars slave colony. What if I, I say Raffle? I mean, you understand what I'm saying. No, I would fight you. I would punch like you in the head. Like a Raffle copter? No? <laughs> look, wait, look, hey, listeners out there, um, for those of you who think that FAC is acceptable, um, please write in and tell because she's wrong. No, yeah, we'll put up a Twitter poll. Or no, yeah. we'll do it. We'll actually, you know what? I'll write a blog post and I'll put a poll on there just for this yeah. one. Because honestly, so apparently I found a Reddit thread from six years ago. Um, very contentious argument. And I get, I mean, like other other acronyms or whatever, like I don't, like I, yeah, I say scuba. I say GIF or JIF, mm-hmm. whatever. You say radar. Yeah. But FAQ, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've literally never heard anyone say fact. And I took my impromptu poll of 15 people said, you're too dangerous to live. <laughs> but like every, every, uh, I guess every abbreviation, what, what do you call them? Acronym. Every acronym eventually gets turned into, if it can be, it gets turned into a word because it's hard to say all of the letters all the FAQ time. FAQ is not hard to say. <laughs> It's three syllables versus one. That's three times more effort. But then I have to waste brain power just trying to, like, if you just said the word, yeah, check the fact, just impromptu of nothing, I'd be like, what are you, what? Why would you not know what that is? Because it's not a thing. <laughs> if I said I'm going to go scuba, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, if I say GIF, you know what I'm talking about. If I say JPEG. I think it's because... FAQ is not something that is, or, or FAQ, is not JPEG something that's JPEG is like, actually two syllables, whereas JPG is only three. Yeah. No. MPEG. JPEG. GIF. Okay. These are all things that you turn into fucking words. Okay, first of all, I think file types are more ubiquitous than just like an FAQ Facts, section. Facts, every website has a FAQ. Yeah, but how often do you talk about it? All the do, time. Do you, do you go fact diving on the weekend with the, all your <laughs> all your cool underwater buds? <laughs> If, is your first, hey, hey, Pepper, let me check those facts on, on this menu. Is it is it meme or mem? <laughs> I say meme. Uh, my CEO actually says meme <laughs> <laughs> Like Bryce Harper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine said mem, and I was like, mm. See, mem to me is a, um, it's actually a... Uh, Oh, fuck, what is it? It's a electron microscope. Hmm. Okay. It's actually a, a term that they use for, uh, it's a specific electron microscope. I can't remember what the first M stands for. So that threw me off. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about electron Is it interesting? I don't think. <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. It stands for a thing. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember anything. Uh, yep. So I have a, I have a, a, a kind of a fun, fun little story. Okay, for you. I think we've talked about this before, um, but so this happened in Arlington. Uh, somebody, family came home mm-hmm. to their uh, house in Arlington, and it had been broken into. But the only thing that happened when it was broken into was that somebody had cleaned the apartment. So someone's mom broke into their apartment. <laughs> like, That's what happened. <laughs> they claim that they haven't. They didn't hire anyone to come in and clean their apartment, uh, and nothing was taken. And so, like, they called the police, but they're like, "Someone entered." I guess they didn't break much. So this to me sounds like either a mom 
like someone's mom or aunt like came over and was like, oh, God, look at this fucking hellhole. And like just broke in one day and was like, I'm just going to clean up. It's going to look good. Or it's like some friend like heard you like complain about how busy you were and you couldn't stuff get stuff done. And like they had a key to your house and just like, I'm going to do something nice. I'm going to treat them. So you're <laughs> you're thinking a very optimistic, nice yeah. side of it. I'm thinking much more nefarious, like somebody broke in just to fuck with these people. That there's, I mean, that's like the Dane Cook level of I'm just gonna kick this door in and then like <laughs> unscrew a light bulb and then run away. Like what they do, <laughs> or or it was like Merry Maids and they got the wrong house. Like they were supposed to go to the house next door and they went to that one and it just happened to like have the back door open or some shit. <laughs> that actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I like the thought of just like a really like obsessive compulsive thief who like first it took them like. 15 turns of the lockpick to get in. They're like, just uh, can't do it. Can't get in. Okay, now I'm in. And then they just see like the state of this house and they're just like, this cannot stand. And they just like go to go to town, clean up, clean up the, the whole place thing. Up a and bit. then and then they realize, shit, I've spent way too much time here. I need to get the fuck out before they get a chance to steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it, but I had so much fun tidying up. <laughs> Great time vacuuming, cleaned all the baseboards. Or just, like, someone who read, like, The Life-Changing Joy of Tidying Up or whatever it is, and just, like, they had such a good time. They made their, themselves feel so much better. And then their house was tidy. Like, they threw out all their shit. They got their house in order. But they lost that high. How do you mm. get it back? Break That's into a, a stranger's point. home and clean up for them. That's a good point. Because, like, people can become addicted to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, like people become... They, there's a lot of times where people get off of like drug addiction and they become addicted to something else like exercise or mm -hmm. could be cleaning. And it's like once you get over that high, your house is clean, man. Like you can only clean your own house so much. Right. And then, I mean, at this point, you've tidied up so hard. You might not even have stuff left to tidy. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing left to throw out. And it's it's life changing magic. You've got to chase that dragon. You know, mm -hmm. if your own house is tidy, what are you going to do? The office won't let you come in. They have the cleaning crew come in. Like, no, go home. Clean your own like house. Like, all of your friends, you've cleaned all of their houses, too? Yeah. Eventually, you're going to turn to a life of crime. Like, all junkies must. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you have to fix your, your, your dark habit somehow. I like this theory. This is what I think it is. <laughs> so, train, spotting, I, train spotting three is actually just about someone who's addicted to cleaning. Yeah. They cleaned their lives up, and then they cleaned everyone else's lives up. Mm -hmm. And then I started breaking into other people's lives and cleaning those as well. Mm -hmm. And they broke like you come home, dump. you come home. There's like garbage bags full of stuff. They're like, you haven't worn this in years. Just give this to Goodwill. I've been watching. <laughs> there's no way you're gonna wear this jean jacket again. Jean jackets have not been in style in years. They're gonna come back. No, they won't. Fuck Throw you. out these fucking cargo shorts. No one wears cargo shorts anymore. Man, yeah, I, man, I used to wear cargo shorts all the time. I haven't worn they those. They were great. Kind of I'm kind of sad that they went away because, like, I could fit so many things in my pocket. So much utility, though. You know, yeah, I could carry all sorts of ham sandwiches in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. Totino's pizza rolls. Now we're talking. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, uh, you got any any fun stories for me before we close out? Um, no. What else okay. you got? What else I you got, got? I think I you got, got some stuff for me. I got two stories. Mm -hmm. So I actually got three. Maybe you can take your pick. Okay. I'll just choose your choose your own adventure. Yeah. So one, what would you do if you found yourself in a car? 
you were driving across the drawbridge and the drawbridge was growing up mm. and you were in a minivan with your family. You had Bro. just entered the bridge. How two. much is the drawbridge? Oh, God, I want to know so bad. All right, let's do. Uh, two, the Excel World Championships. <laughs> Microsoft Excel, that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, three, uh, someone in China mailed a baby to an orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit one real fast. Yeah. Like, how how far am I away from the bridge? And how fast is it going up? And how fast is it already up? So uh, there's some. So they blame this on the bridge operator who says there was a sun glare and he thought that the bridge was clear um, after activating the bridge's lights and gates. But apparently it wasn't because he couldn't see the family's van. So the van had begun to he had crossed the steel grate. So he's on the portion of the bridge going up and Mm -hmm. it began to rise Mm -hmm. three to six feet because Mm -hmm. a vessel was crossing. Yep. Mm hmm. So he gunned this bad boy. Yeah, fuck and yes. Jumped it. Did he make it? <laughs> he he made it. Yep. Oh shit. Which is like I want to do that real bad, but the guy could have stopped. <laughs> yeah, but then you're like, look, I get it because your your immediate thought is like, shit, the bridge is going up, and you don't know how vertical that bridge gets when it's up, right? He had his family in the car. <laughs> yeah, but like if if you stop and it gets and the bridge gets up and then it's too vertical and your and your car starts flying backwards, now you're now you're flying down a hill and when you hit the bottom, it's it's a hard it's a hard corner there. Sure. Now now the now the van could flip over and you could all die. You pretty much have to jump it. You have to jump it. Which to me in my head, so this guy Terrence Nafis of West Deptford Township, uh, New Jersey, um, he knew what he was doing. He knew. He, he knew was exactly waiting for this exactly what he was doing. Yeah. How many times do you get presented the opportunity to jump a jaw drawbridge? I never have. Never. I want to. Speed. Uh, like in speed. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And that wasn't even a drawbridge. That was just a gap in the That was just a the- gap. Which Rachel watched that movie with me and was like, there's no fucking way. And I was like, yeah, I mean, no, but they actually did it. Yeah, in they, real life. They did it, though. They used, like, a ramp and an explosion. But they did but it, But they though. did it in real life. They jumped it. They jumped it. Yeah. Man, Rachel needs to grow that imagination. Mm-hmm. She'll never blow up the moon with that attitude. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I can't say I would have done anything different. Hell no. As soon no. as I'm on that bridge and I realize it's going up, like, a millimeter. Like, I, like if I've crossed the line by, like, tw- a foot, mm-hmm. I could stop and reverse it. Fuck that. Why would you do that? Gonna hit 88 miles an hour and fly across the fucking moon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, mm. You know, minivans, I mean, they look, they look kind of, I mean, like it's a, it's a family vehicle, but like. They've got some ponies under that hood. They got some ponies because they got to be able to carry around eight people. Mm-hmm. Right? And Serious luggage and power. shit. Like there's some, there's some HPs. Mm-hmm. You know? You can get your way out the drawbridge, no exactly. problem. Serious climbing power. NBDZ. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that, Michael. So you want to talk about uh, someone mailing a baby? I want to talk about someone mailing a baby so yeah. bad. Okay, so I'm going to just, uh, let me send this to you real quick. Um, so the headline, this isn't good. This is not a good look. I'll say that. Um, headline, mom wraps her newborn baby in black plastic bags, sends to orphanage by courier. Um and mm. so 
the hmm. thing is, people found this baby in like mailbags, like, you know, kind of bubble wrap. <laughs> and then they put it on the ground and took pictures of it, first of all. Because next so, to a bike, next to a very green bike. Well, that's the delivery man's bike because he had noticed that the mysterious bundle that he was carrying had started to move and cry, <laughs> and he discovered that there was an infant wrapped in layers of black plastic, <laughs> which is itself horrifying. Yeah. Um, and then they took pictures of it. Yeah. So by, they said bystanders were uh, keeping the infant hydrated, and then it was later taken to the hospital. Um, and the mother has been arrested for abandoning her child, but. Apparently, so this this story was shared from our good friend Jen. That is a uh, our, special God. That is a special level of laziness. Like you can't even drive to the orphanage and leave it in a basket in the rain like a normal fucking human being with like a little note. Like no, you would like no. I need a courier to do this. Like this well, is these are fucking millennials that get their groceries delivered and everything delivered. Which I am one of those people. I will say. But so this is one of those stories that like. We're going to benefit from some insider insight from our cub reporter, Jen, over in Shanghai. Because this is another tilt story. I I read a story today about a guy who um, he was he was on like a horse rescue farm. And he he noticed that the horse's like mane was like hanging down into its eyes and it seemed to be bothering it. So he gave the horse bangs, (laughs) which the horse looked really fucking stupid. But people got really (laughs) mad about it because... Like, apparently, a horse's mane is very important to keep, like, flies out of their eyes and stuff. But, mm. like, there were, like, horse people who were chiming in, like, don't ever do this. <laughs> but, so, Jen's story, she shares that it's a lot funnier if you understand that people in China use Kuati, I think this mailing service, to mail literally everything. Like, just pieces of trash <laughs> that they don't want to, like, do anything with. She's like, I'm going to buy sell group and people will sell and then mail, like, half-used bottles of lotion <laughs> via courier. <laughs> By the way, this story has the word netizens in it. Just so. I know. I, I glossed over that. My brain <laughs> melted a little bit whenever I see it. Um, but yeah. It's you didn't tell me this was a What's on Weibo, though. This isn't What's on Weibo. This is from the Shanghai. But the very, last, the very last quote says, What a heartless woman. She should be wrapped up in pla- black plastic bags and left to die out under the sun, proposed one Weibo user. Damn, I didn't see that one. There it is. <laughs> Well, the thing is, the What's on Weibo story does not, or .com does not pull in good, uh, all, this, all the good stories, mm-hmm. and uh, your boy's not totally about to give his uh, his personal details over to <laughs> Weibo.com. Uh, that's just how well, I, like, I feel bad laughing about this, because, like, it's a it's baby, a baby. Yeah, put in plastic bad. bags. It's hot in China. Like, it's terrible, but, like, the baby is fine, I assume. Yes, baby's good. Okay, so th- so then we can make fun of this lady. Now, we're not... I'm more making fun of that people will, like... Send anything? They'll send anything, including a baby. And also, like, it's just like, you know, people dumping their babies on the doorsteps of orphanages is nothing new. Like, people have abandoned their kids. Yes. It's some of our greatest fairy tales are built on that very notion. That is true. That is true. But um, the hubris of just putting your kid in the mail. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of a story I came across about... In New Zealand, apparently, avocados have become so, like, so much of a commodity that people are stealing avocados and then selling them on Facebook in New Zealand. So, like, avocados Facebook marketplace. And, and lawn gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we haven't, you know, we haven't fucking blasted on New Zealand in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> well, like, yeah, like, you go, and, like, what the fuck, like, who goes to... 
Facebook Marketplace is like, you know what I need right now? I need some I need some avocados. I need some avocados. On on Facebook. Man, that must be such a conundrum for New Zealand's millennials. It's like I can't afford a house or an avocado. What the <laughs> fuck do I do? <laughs> I can't eat plain toast. I need avocado on my toast. I'm just sitting here trying to ruin every industry I can think of, but I can't afford a goddamn avocado. Oh, God. If there's one more story about how millennials are destroying some industry, like, yeah, okay, millennials don't eat at Applebee's. That's a good thing. Fuck you, Applebee's. Oh, millennials aren't searching big breasts anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that was a tilt-made story. We didn't talk about that one. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I just... Who gives a shit? I, like, all these things are bad. Let's fucking kill them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, shit. We didn't even talk about the fucking Donald Trump ecstasy tablets. Oh, man. There's there's room. We didn't um, talk about the Kentucky man who hired a prostitute and it turned out it was his wife. Michael, this is all good content that can wait till next week, my dude. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, those, those are two little previews. I know, it's kind of weird because after, like, last week, you know, we did the show on Sunday right after Charlottesville, and there wasn't a whole lot going on because the whole world was kind of just shell-shocked. And then mm-hmm. now our, our cup runneth over with delicious, yeah. delectable internet stories. The floodgates have been opened. Yeah. That little boy took his finger right out of that dike, and it is just flowing out. We're We're being flooded with such good internet content mm-hmm. well michael i think that's gonna do it for us i'm gonna well no we'll get to that i'm gonna leave you with a headline at the end of the show oh See, I, I was going to uh i was gonna leave you with a little f my life okay how about i'll read this headline just because it's funny this story okay. is dumb but you get everything <laughs> you need and then we'll we'll say our goodbyes um this is from the independent in the uk police send busker home to practice practice quote just because you can play wonderwall doesn't mean you should <laughs> <laughs> which is has been my experience with every white man with an acoustic guitar i've ever met yeah you know what this, what's weird so i i play guitar for a long time mm-hmm. since i was 13 i don't know how to play wonderwall wow yeah i don't know you. what happened but because you're a true artist yeah you know i don't deal with that noel gallagher liam gallagher shit whichever gallagher like don't don't look back gallagher maybe <laughs> maybe maybe whichever Gallagher's the not shitty one i'm pretty yeah. sure they both suck um well michael i think that's gonna do it for us this week on trends in low places thank you so much for joining me as always um everyone uh thanks for listening if you want to find out more about this show and take part in our uh very important highly relevant internet poll about faqs or facts facts is that the dumb way to say it facts. um you can go to goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Uh, I will put a blog post up there with that survey. It will report back next week. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We check that all the time. Uh, you know, if you have a story, if you want to give us a shout out, or hey, if you want to send a message to one of your friends who listens to this show, just shoot us a message. We'll read it on air because that's fun. Um, and Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter at TILPcast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook by either searching Trends in Low Places or um, at TILPcast. Um, you know, the, the best thing that you can do to help us out is to share or uh, retweet when we uh, when we tweet out the show. Um, you know, it's the best way to kind of get us out to uh, a lot of other people. Um, and 
speaking of a lot of other people, you know, we've been getting a lot of listeners from various services. Uh, I guess tune in. We're on now uh, cast crunch. Um, and we post uh, on Reddit every once in a while. So if you see those things, upvote us, share them. Um, and thank you to everyone who, who has uh, been a new listener recently. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible to think that there are lots of people out there that we don't know listening to us talk about these stupid stories. But um, it's, it's great. We love it. It's so, actually kind of frightening. <laughs> it is frightening, but also amazing. And um, the more people that listen, the just like the more we get to do this and it's really the highlight of my week. So yeah, likewise. Thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Like Michael mentioned, you can find us on those services and really on any podcast app of your choosing. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Google Play, wherever you want to find our shows. And uh, Michael and I also do another show with our our friend Curtis called The Longest Days of Our Lives, where we watch every episode of the hit early 2000s TV show 24, starring Mr. Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer. Only five episodes left. Only five episodes left in the first season of 24. Um, And uh, we always say that you don't even have to watch the show to enjoy. If you enjoy Michael and I here, you'll almost certainly enjoy uh, Longest Days of Our Lives. We just break it down minute by minute and make fun of literally every facet of that dumb show. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in that, go ahead and, uh, you know, throw that on your on your listening schedule. And uh, you can find that every uh, Thursday, just like this show. So, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us. You want to close us out with a little uh, F- FML? Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a good one. Today, while naked, my fiance said there was something wrong with her butt. She turned around and I leaned in to look at it. She then farted in my face on purpose. FML. <laughs> First of all, that's really funny. And I, I'm glad that it was a girl who did that. I got to be honest with you. I thought the story was going to include more than a fart because <laughs> that's what the that's internet has conditioned you. me to expect. That's where it gets you. You you think you're going down a path and then all of a sudden right turn. Man, to, right turn to a pretty satisfying conclusion for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Love you. Love you. Toodles. Toodles.